Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues his series in the Gospel of Matthew with this sermon entitled, Faith That Stops Jesus, preached on November 26, 1995. Now, if you have your Bible, please turn to Matthew chapter 20. We are preaching through the book of Matthew and the story of blind Bartimaeus is found in all the first three Gospels. And in Matthew, of course, it is found in the 20th chapter, beginning with verse 29. Savior stops to save. Jesus joined with a multitude of Passover pilgrims He is going to Jerusalem for the purpose of being rejected, mocked, crucified for the sins of the elect of the whole world. And he spoke about this specifically in the 20th chapter of Matthew, beginning with verse 17. Now as Jesus was going up, to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside and said to them, We are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will turn him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. On the third day, he will be raised to life. And of course, he, together with the pilgrims and disciples, he arrives in Jericho. Jericho was a Canaanite city long, long ago during the days of Joshua, where lived the ancestor of Jesus, Rahab. Joshua destroyed it and later kings built it. It was five miles west of the river Jordan and 15 miles northeast of Jerusalem. From Jericho you go up to Jerusalem, which is about 3,300 feet higher than Jericho. And Jericho is situated 800 feet below sea level and it has delightful winter climate. So Herod built a winter palace south of the old city Jericho. It is a little paradise with palm trees. Here is Jesus together with his disciples. Possibly Jesus was moving from the old Jericho to the new Jericho one mile to the south where he was met with blind men. Matthew tells us two blind. But Mark and Luke mentions only one and Mark alone names him as Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus. I suppose 
Mark and Luke only mention one because he was the prominent one and he became prominent in the church. Bartimaeus, a poor blind beggar. In fact, Luke says he was begging. And while he was begging, he heard a crowd passing by. Though he was poor and blind, he had keen sense of hearing. And he had an inquiring mind. He wanted to know what is going on. So he inquired about it. And it was reported to him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. That's the gospel, isn't it? He must have heard of this Jesus before. In fact, Jesus, in his, during his previous visit to Jerusalem, he healed a blind person, as reported to us in John 9. And not only that, this blind Bartimaeus must have heard of the message that Jesus gave to the people who were sent to him by John the Baptist. In Matthew 11, we read this. Verse 4, Jesus replied to the disciples of John the Baptist, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. Blessed is the man who does not fall away on account of me. In other words, here is a clear declaration that Jesus is the Messiah, the promised one, who alone is able to heal the blind. In fact, in the book of Isaiah, we are told that this Messiah, when he comes, he will give sight to the blind. The 35th chapter of Isaiah, beginning with verse 3, strengthen the feeble hands, steady the knees that give way, say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear, your God will come, he will come with vengeance, with divine retribution, he will come to save you, then will the eyes of the blind be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth from the wilderness and streams in the desert. That is speaking about the messianic times. And being a blind person, I'm sure he heard about these things. And maybe he longed for the day of the Messiah. Because only the Messiah could open the eyes of the blind. I'm saying he must have heard of this Jesus. And so he formed an opinion of this Jesus. This Jesus must be the son of David, the Messiah, the Lord, who is able to give me also sight. He might have wanted to meet him for a long time. Certainly he had formed an opinion. A correct opinion, let me say, concerning this one. 
But there is no question. He understands. He is undeserving of any mercy from the Messiah. He knows he is poor, he is blind, he is a beggar, he is illiterate, he is powerless, he is an outcast. He knows that he does not deserve anything from this Messiah. But he decides to beg for mercy. And that's exactly what he is doing. Mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. Now let me tell you, this prayer is born out of spiritual illumination. Only through regeneration of the Holy Spirit, one can call Jesus Lord, Son of David, King, Messiah. Remember when Peter called him Messiah, Jesus said to him, It was not flesh and blood that revealed this to you. My Father in heaven revealed this to you. The Pharisees did not so confess. Neither Sadducees or Herodians. They called him a blasphemer. And they would soon crucify him for equating himself with God. There's no question. Yes, Bartimaeus is a sinner. He doesn't deserve anything. He knows he only deserves hell and damnation. But he pleads for mercy to the Messiah who was on his way to Jerusalem to die for the sins of all the elect. Like this poor blind Bartimaeus. God saves us not because of anything we have done. But because of his own purpose and grace, St. Paul tells us. Because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in trespasses and sin. Though Bartimaeus was physically blind when he had heard the report concerning Jesus of Nazareth who was passing by. Let me tell you, his spiritual eyes had been already opened. For God who said, let light shine after darkness, made his light shine in his heart to give him the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. This is miracle. Miracle of miracles to be born again. To have a perfect understanding of the person of Jesus Christ. So that you are enabled now through faith to call upon him and say. Kurie huyos David eleeson me. Lord son of David have mercy on me. He was given revelation. This is Jesus. The very name Jesus means salvation. His name is Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Yes, he is Lord. He is the king. He is the expected son of David, the Messiah, the God sent deliverer. And salvation is of the Lord. And he understands that he is the answer to my problem. Remember one man by name Simeon. He also received the same revelation. When the Holy Spirit came upon him. 
When Jesus was only eight days old, they brought him to the temple. The Holy Spirit came upon Simeon. And Simeon comes and receives this child. And he said, now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation. Jesus is salvation. And there is no other salvation. Faith follows regeneration. So Bartimaeus called to Jesus in faith. It is by the gift of faith we receive the free gift of salvation. You know, if God has quickened you, if God has regenerated you, you will have faith to believe in him. You will repent of all your sins and you will cry out to God for mercy. But there came discouragement, of course. The handlers, you know, <laughs> proagontes, those who were going before ahead, the handlers of Jesus. Oh, they were unhappy. In all three records, we read that people rebuked Bartimaeus. They demanded silence from him. Let me tell you, when you desire salvation from Christ, the whole hell breaks loose. Including your own husband, your own wife, your own employer, everybody. They would say, curse God and die. Heaven, hell likes your damnation. Satan prevents you from calling upon God. We need dignity and decorum. You see, people like you, homeless bums, need to be removed out of sight when decent people are traveling. Isn't this what they do when Democratic Convention and, and Republican Convention takes place in various cities or some great events like Olympic Games take place in a city? They want to make sure all the bums are taken away. They give a bad name to the city. You are a pest and a nuisance. Don't you understand we are listening to this rabbi who is teaching us theology? And your wailing is disturbing our listening and his teaching? Don't you understand, bum? Jesus is in a hurry to get to Jerusalem for the Passover feast. He has no time for scums like you. You are just nothing. You are just a sinful man. That's what they said in John 9 concerning that blind man. Who sinned? This one or his parents sinned? You are a sinful man and your parents were sinful too. Otherwise you would have been rich and healthy and famous. Stop bothering our orderly procession to the house of God. But you see, this man was born of God. And he was given real faith. And so he shows persistence. True faith will not be discouraged by anything. Faith can move the mighty mount. Faith will calm the troubled sea. Faith in God 
can move the mighty mountain. He cried the louder and louder and louder. He paid no attention to the opponents of gaze. Now let me tell you, you should do the same thing. Pay no attention to the discouraging words that are spoken to you by devil himself. Yes, tell the devil I am a scum, but God loves sinners like me. And in fact, he came to seek and save that which is lost. My opportunity has come. The only way to stop this Jesus is through loud cry of prayer. I must cry aloud. I must keep on crying aloud. Didn't he say, ask, keep on asking, keep on seeking, and keep on knocking? Didn't he say about the story of a widow and an unrighteous judge? The widow came again and again and again, and finally she got the answer. I must not give up. This is my day of salvation. I must seek, I must knock, I must... Ask, I must cry aloud. This is my appointed time. The Savior King is passing by. He will not despise the brokenhearted. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise it. This is my year of jubilee. The Lord will hear me. He will stop for me. He is merciful. He is gracious. Did he not come to seek and save that which is lost? Did he not say, seek the Lord while he may be found? Call on him while he is near. And he draws the conclusion, I am qualified for the Lord to help me. He heals the sick, he said, I am sick. He heals the blind, I am blind, he said. He saves the sinner. I am a sinner. He finds the lost. I am lost. He helps the poor. I am the poor. He feeds the hungry. He said, I am hungry. He justifies the ungodly. I am ungodly. He raises the dead. I am dead in trespasses and sins. I qualify. Hallelujah. And he is the Savior. I am the miserable sinner. He redeems the slave of sin. I am the slave of sin. I will not be deterred by anyone. So he cried out, Kurie huios David eleoson me. Lord, son of David, Messiah, King, have mercy upon me. It is God himself, let me tell you, that generated, that gave birth to this prayer. In him. And the Bible says Jesus stopped. Jesus stopped. In the days of Joshua in answer to his prayer. The sun stood still. You read about it. In Joshua chapter 10. Oh the Lord at that time was fighting for the salvation of Israel. But here is one who is the creator of the sun and the moon and the stars. The whole universe came out of his command. And he in response to the humble cry of this bum, this blind poor beggar stops in his track. He stood still. 
God loves sinners. He hears the humble cry of every sinner. And this standing still of our Savior is a greater miracle than the sun stood still ages ago. Hallelujah. Oh, he prayed with passion. He prayed with purpose. He prayed with urgency. He prayed with pain. He prayed with focus. He prayed with faith. He prayed with persistence. Oh, he had no other plan. He knows that he's the only Savior. There is no other Savior. Such prayer inclines the ears of the eternal almighty God. What are you praying for? How are you praying? And the text tells us he ordered Echelusen. He commanded to call him. This is the decree of the Son of God. (laughs) Who can resist him? Who can resist his command? His handlers were ashamed. Those who rebuked this Bartimaeus, now they are ashamed. Those who did not show mercy and compassion to this poor blind beggar, they are ashamed. This is the decree of the Son of God. Call him! This is the specific call. God loves Bartimaeus. Call him! Bring him to me! I want to see him. I want to speak with him. I want to interview him. No one can rebuke him anymore. It is the decree of God to save the sinner. And he shall be saved. In fact, he came through Jericho just to save him. Another time he went through Samaria just to save that prostitute. In Samaria and many other people in the city of Samaria. The whole procession stopped. Hallelujah. And the handlers came to him. And said, Tarse, Take courage. Get up. He calls for you. <laughs> oh, remember. When Lazarus died and he was buried and And Jesus, they thought, came very late. And they came to Mary, who was crying and weeping. Mary, the teacher is calling for you. Oh, let me tell you, when he calls for you, it's good news, isn't it? Hallelujah. When he calls for you, it's good news. You can rejoice. You can take courage. You can praise the Lord. Salvation is coming to you. Because the Savior has stopped specifically to call you. To save you. Hallelujah. Yes, when he calls you. You can be truly encouraged. He is God. He is Savior. He is King. He is your defender. Let the whole crowd be against you. But he is for you, isn't it? And, and look at his response the Greek says he cast away he threw away his outer garment because it was impeding his speedy movement to Jesus he said in Luke chapter 13 and verse 24 do everything to enter through the narrow gate strive 
do everything because many will try and will not be able to enter. When the Spirit of God is speaking to you, do everything, strive, throw away all impediments, the things of this world, throw it away. Jesus Christ is calling you. He threw away his outer garment because it prevented him from going to Jesus in a hurry. Possibly the outer garment was lying on the ground upon which people would cast their arms or pennies. <laughs> he didn't have time to gather it and calculate it and tuck it away. The Son of God, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords is calling you. Don't make him wait. Oh, we should welcome all that opportunity when you feel that tug of the spirit in your soul. Man, get up! Get up! Respond to God! Repent! Trust in God! Call upon his name! He'll save you. This is no time to collect these monies. Jesus is calling. He will give me eternal things. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. So he casts away lesser things that impede his spiritual progress. The filthy garment. Oh, Christ will give him a garment of perfect righteousness. May God enable us to respond to his call speedily. Speedily. May your wife or husband or children or your job or your position or your power deter you. Come to Jesus Christ with all speed. May we not be like the rich young ruler who refused to follow Christ. You heard that story. Go and sell all you have. Give it to the poor and come and follow me. You will have treasure in heaven. He said, no deal. He was an idolater. He loved the things of this world. More than the kingdom of God. And now look at the specific prayer. You see, Jesus did not say to this man, Hey, wait a minute, you have a problem. You called me Lord. I'm not Lord. I want you to know that. That's what the liberals would like to hear. That's what the Jesus seminar scholars would like us to believe. Well, you know, I just want you to tell you <laughs> that I'm not Lord or anything. <laughs> I'm not son of David. I'm not king. I'm not Messiah. I'm just a nobody. Oh, no. He accepts it because it is the truth. Yes. Bartimaeus, I am Lord, I am the Messiah, I am the son of David. But you asked for mercy in a general sense, but what do you want me to do for you specifically? Come on. You are coming to a great king. You make sure that you have specific requests to make and make it. Should I give you money? Should I give you health? Should I find you a wife? And should I find you a nice home in this beautiful Jericho? What is it you want me to do? Oh, no money, sir. No home, sir. The people of the world, they have money. They have homes. They have all these things. But I want that which the world cannot give you. 
and give me. What is that? He said, I want to see. And only the Messiah is able to give sight. Specific request of faith. I desire you to give me what you alone can give me. The Messiah opens the eyes of the blind. Please open my eyes. Let me tell you, his spiritual eyes had been opened already. And you know, Matthew tells us he touched his eye. Matthew tells us he had compassion on him. His heart went out to him. Here is a man with some understanding into the kingdom of God. He's not asking for money, a change of clothes, or a house, or anything. He wants salvation. His heart went out for him. He sympathized with him. He is the great high priest who sympathizes with us. Here a sheep without a shepherd. And he sympathized with him. Oh, the good shepherd finds the sheep that was lost. He had compassion on him. He touched his eyes. Oh, what a touch of love that was. <laughs> Remember, he touched a leper once, Matthew tells us. And he touched many others. It was a touch of healing, a touch of love, a touch of acceptance. That communicated a message. What is it? I love you. I am for you. I will help you. I will defend you. Do not be afraid. God receives you. <laughs> he touched me. Oh, he touched me. Hallelujah. Oh, the joy of it that floods my soul. He instantly received his sight. Truly, Jesus is the promised Messiah. He concludes, he is the light of the world that gives light to everyone who cries to him. And all of a sudden, he is filled with thanksgiving. Let me tell you, if you are really born of God, touched by God, if you are really a person who received God's compassion, if you are truly saved of God, every true Christian will respond to this salvation in the way Bartimaeus is responding. Oh, the text tells us, Jesus says, Hupage, go, go away, your faith has saved you forever, just go away, go ahead, do what you want, total freedom. But you see, he's not going to go away, man. <laughs> if you are really born of God, you are not going to go away. Remember, Peter said, where can we go? You alone have words of eternal life. Where can we go? Yes, your faith has saved you. Perfect tense of sozo saved you forever. But let me tell you, and it will surprise you, faith does not save anybody. <laughs> Who saves? Jesus saves. He alone saves. Faith is the instrument by which we receive Christ's salvation. Faith is the uplifted hands of a beggar which receive the gift from Jesus Christ. It is Jesus Christ who saves us. But that salvation we cannot receive unless we have faith in him, which is a gift that God gives to you. 
Even this faith in Christ is a gift of God. A gift that follows regeneration. You are saved man. You are healed. Now you are free to go. (laughs) But where can I go? My life is radicalized. I was begging before. You see let me tell you. When Jesus Christ touches you. You stop begging. Even your economic condition changes. Everything changes. (laughs) He will do. What the rich young ruler refused to do. He says. I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to be a disciple of Jesus. My entire life. I'm going to devote. To Jesus. In appreciation. In thanksgiving. To what he has done. To me. He opened my spiritual eyes. And he opened my physical eyes. And can you imagine the first person he saw I suppose. Is is the face of Jesus. And so the text says he began to follow him. From the moment a person is truly saved. He begins to follow Jesus to worship and serve him. And if any person finds it very difficult. Then he is not saved. That's exactly right. He expresses his thanksgiving to God in terms of worship and discipleship. Before Satan blinded his eyes from seeing God. Now he serves Christ who opened his eyes to see God. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Let me tell you, every sinner is blind toward God. He is an idol worshiper. He exchanges truth for a lie. Satan has blinded his eyes. And therefore he cannot understand who Jesus is. And yet this poor, miserable, wretched, uneducated, illiterate, scum, homeless person comes up with this perfect confession. Lord, Son of David, Messiah, King. Profound, high confession of who Jesus is. Remember Saul of Tarsus. He was a blind person. Very educated. Very powerful. Member of the Sanhedrin. A Pharisee. Concerning the righteousness of the law. Perfect. But he was blind. He hated Christianity and Jesus Christ. But God opened his eyes spiritually. And blinded his eyes physically and then he saw clearly and he confessed freely what? Jesus Christos Jesus is Christ it is my prayer that may God regenerate you I'm not interested in some people standing up or coming forward or sitting down or weeping I'm praying that God may regenerate you in the center of your being it is a unilateral miraculous Sovereign, divine work of the Holy Spirit. That you may have faith to call upon Jesus Christ to save you. That you can resist all opposition and discouragement and you will cry the more. The louder until he stops to save you. He is passing by. Let me tell you, God became flesh. And dwelt among us. You see we couldn't go to heaven to see him. Therefore the doctrine of incarnation. God took upon himself 
human nature, he came to us, he who was rich became poor, that we may be made rich in him. He is coming to us. Hallelujah. He came to our hell. He came to our Jericho. He came to our miserable condition. Jesus died for our sins. He rose again. He is everywhere where his gospel is preached. I want you to know that. He is everywhere where his gospel is preached. That is general calling. And where the gospel is preached, there is also the specific calling by the Holy Spirit that talk in the being of you. That one causes you to follow him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Hallelujah. He's passing by. He loves the miserable sinners like Bartimaeus. Yes, Peter didn't show any compassion. Matthew didn't show any compassion. The handlers didn't show any compassion. But there is one who will show compassion to you. He is almighty eternal God. Who is moved with love for you. Only one qualification is necessary. He will not heal the healthy. He will not save the righteous. He will not find those who are not lost. But he will hear the prayer. Of a sinner. Lord son of David. Have mercy on me. The Pharisees prayer. Remember in the temple. He did not hear. He did not pray for anything. He was proud of his piety. But he heard the prayer. Of the miserable sinner. The publican. Who prayed be merciful to me. A sinner. Let me tell you about mercy. Mercy points to the cross of Jesus Christ. From the cross, streams of mercy flow to every crying sinner. Hallelujah. Today is your opportunity. Tonight you may die. Oh, there are people who hear you have cancer. And it is in its uh, ultimate state. And yet, they are debating whether they should trust in Christ. It is sad, isn't it? Whether you are young, whether you are old, whether you are sick or whether you are healthy, whether you are powerful, whether you are educated, you are like Bartimaeus, blind, poor, miserable scum, unloved by everybody. Everybody hopes that you will disappear from the scene. Because you detract from the decorum and the dignity that they want. But there is one who loves you. Jesus Christ, Son of God, Savior of the world. Today is your opportunity. Tonight you may die. Now is the accepted time. Now is Jesus passing by. And he's coming your way. And he's coming deliberately. It's not an accident. You don't have to go to heaven to find him. You cannot go to heaven. Heaven has come down to you. Cry. Cry aloud. Run to him. Cast off all hindrances. Do not listen to the discouraging words of Satan. And your family members. And your conscience. 
He calls for you. He will see you. He will touch you. He will heal you now. And you will praise God and follow him all the days of your life. That is the gospel. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you. Help us, O Lord, not to be thankful to you primarily on the basis of temporal blessings we have received, but especially on the basis of the inexpressible gift you have given us in your Son, Jesus Christ, in whom we have life eternal, that we may serve you better with our whole heart. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.